G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, there are so many exciting things that are happening around Australia when it comes to the issue of prayer. Let me say that again, prayer, because for many Christians, you might have been around for a long time and you've seen uh, some perhaps some highs and some lows, and oftentimes some people would describe that as mostly lows when it comes to either your local church prayer or opportunities for people in your community to gather together. Well, it does seem to be that something has happened, and Australians, and it's not just Aussies, but Australians are getting excited about prayer. And you might not have been along to your local church prayer meeting for a while. Something may be just tugging at your heartstrings right now where you're saying it might be time to go and get back involved. Let's talk about prayer. Wes Leek is joining us. He is with the National Day of Prayer and Fasting Committee. And as you know, there's been a National Day of Prayer and Fasting that happens in the lead up uh, just usually 40 days before Easter. And Wes is joining us. Hello, Wes. Welcome along to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Great to be with you again. Wes, this issue of prayer, and you've been around in church life for a long time, and I guess you've been to church prayer meetings, and somehow or other there just wasn't as much a spark. But there is a spark that's come back in prayer in a significant way. If I was just reflecting, I'll get your your thoughts on this. When I was talking to Brian Pickering from the Australian Prayer Network just recently, Brian said, uh, well, if there's an important issue, we can get that before a 100,000 people to pray. And I know that with the National Day of Prayer and Fasting, you guys have a network. It's like 70,000 strong. Mm. Exciting stuff is Mm. happening. Mm. People are catching a hold Mm. of prayer. Mm. You're right, Neil. And I think... Like the numbers are exciting when you think of the, you know, that's the significant population of Australia. But what I think we've got to really start to process is why are we starting to see so many thousands of people involved? Because it's not a huge, like it's it's like this quiet undercurrent thing that's happening in our nation and in other nations around the world. So the question is, God, what are you up to at the moment? This quiet undercurrent, that's interesting because not everybody is very public about their prayer. Mm. And uh, there might be that idea of, you know, when you pray, go into a prayer closet. Uh, Do this in some sense in a personal, intimate and even secret way. Mm. Do you think that that's sort of happening around the nation? The fact that we're seeing some statistics of people who are involved in prayer, that's very exciting. And maybe those individuals didn't know that their their (laughs) name might be registered there. But this is something that's going, uh, it's going off. And you're right. And look, that scripture where it says, go in your closet and pray, I think it has kept people separate. And I think over the years, a number of intercessors perhaps have been put off like it's it's okay for me to go and pray, but I don't want to talk to others about it or they've been hurt or something's happened. But I can sense that there's a calling out that's going on. There's a connecting together. There's a building up together. There's a sense that we need to move forward as a nation in this. 
Interestingly, when we might talk about what God might be doing in all of that, uh, because sometimes we think that someone has to coordinate something Mm. that's going to grow big. Mm. Uh, But this does seem to be something that God is doing in people's Mm. lives. And we're starting to see some level of... Uh, of fruit or at least a level of people prepared to actually pray. You know, one of the funny things that I think that I've noticed in my own life is that when God starts to speak to me about something, I thought, wow, God's speaking to me about this. I'm so great. But then you talk to somebody else and you think, ah, God's speaking to them about that as well. You know, (laughs) and, and then you, you know, it's like, Okay, if God's speaking to them about it, who else is God speaking to about it? And then our role, Conjabies, let's go out and start talking to people and find out who who is actually God speaking the same thing to about it. And I think that's really what's been going on. There's been a lot of people who've been praying for a lot of time, and now they're seeing the answers to those prayers. Well, there are some hard times in the nation, and there are some big, big challenges Mm. that we're facing in the times to come. Mm. Do you think that the prospect that things could be getting harder as a Christian might actually be causing people to fall to their knees and say, God, it's time that I spent some time before you? Where else can we go, Neil? (laughs) Where else can we go? Like, you know, my heart is breaking uh, at the moment about what's happening in, in Queensland, uh, you know, the abortion laws, um, you know, Brisbane City now coming out and saying we're supporting marriage equality. But there's a broader picture about what's happening in our nation. You know, there are so many people that are searching for God. The the high stats of depression and suicide, I had speaking to a well-known evangelist the other day who had three of his neighbors in the last two months have committed suicide. Like, you know, that what a wake-up call when you three of your neighbors that you've known and he's lived in the same house for many years, uh, you know, suddenly decide to commit suicide. Like this, you talk to funeral directors, which I've been doing lately. It's not the thing I do normally. <laughs> but, you know, they, they, their stats are terrifying. And I just think, God... It's very dark, but you're shining your light very strongly. Wes, you only recently got back. You were traveling overseas. You attended uh, some celebrations for the 110th anniversary of the Azusa Street Revival Mm. uh, that gave birth to the Assemblies of God. In Australia, that's now known as the Australian Christian Churches. Uh, There was something special happening there in the United States when you were there. Uh, What did you notice? 68,000 people gathered together in the Colosseum in Los Angeles praising and worshipping God, uh, which was just fantastic. A couple of things that I noticed out of that is, one, uh, yes, it was a prayer meeting and a time of repentance, but there was a lot of individual ministry going on. There was a lot of healings going on. The the Bethel Church guys, 2,500 of them were out on the streets praying for people. I started to feel a bit sorry if you were in a wheelchair because a lot of wheelchair people suddenly started to walk. So anyone in a wheelchair became fair game, <laughs> it yeah. was, uh, which was very exciting to see. But one of the other things that I noticed is that there'd been a shift. And from like those in Pentecostal churches would realize where there's been a raising up of the prophets and apostles lately. The next shift that I see is this raising up of the evangelists and the need for us to actually have a focus on evangelism now. Okay. When we talk about prayer, do you think that those sorts of giftings being raised up in church life may actually be 
an immediate answer to prayer or when God's people begin to pray that that level of leadership starts to rise or takes on a new level of of importance within people's lives? Look, I, I think so. Uh, one of the famous leaders from the past said that nothing happens but by prayer. You know, we're being told by God to pray without ceasing and I actually think that that prayer is ushering in a new season uh, you know, Jesus said in, in Matthew 9.38, the fields are wide unto harvest. Pray, therefore, to send out laborers to the harvest. It's it's a, a different way of looking at things. I think we've been looking at Australia and thinking it's too dark. It's too dark. Uh, but God's looking at saying the fields are white now for harvest. Come on, guys. You need to be thrust forth to be laborers there. Wes Leek is our guest. He is part of the organising committee for the National Day of Prayer and Fasting. He also runs Business Blessings and uh, is called the Chief People Builder in Business Blessings. Mm. Wes, plenty more to talk about when it comes to prayer. Exciting things happening. As you're indicating, a tide is turning. There are some things that look different. We'll continue our conversation in just a short while. Taking some time to talk about what may be a changing tide when it comes to this pursuit of prayer. It does appear that so many more people around Australia are interested, and not only interested, but have a new wind in their sails, a new excitement about prayer. Because, you know, if you've been a Christian for a long time, you can get the impression that somehow or other prayer is not that exciting. Well, Something is happening in the lives of Australians. I'm talking with Wes Leake. Wes is part of the organising committee for the National Day of Prayer and Fasting. Wes, in our last segment, we talked about 100,000 people on the Australian Prayer Network uh, who can be called on to pray. There's 70,000 people on a network that you've got with the National Day of Prayer and Fasting. People are catching on to something here, which is very, very exciting. The fruit of that may be the raising up of these different styles of leaders that we were talking about. There's other fruit too. And I guess the fruit we all look for is whether there are workers who are being sent out into the harvest. How do you think of the sorts of things that ought to happen accompanying a prayer movement? I think we need to see those workers thrust forth. And and that's actually Jesus spoke about in Matthew nine thirty eight. The fields are wide under harvest. That our job is actually to pray for the laborers to be thrust out. Now that thrusting is a word called ekbalo, which is it's about literally them being thrust out of where they are into the harvest. And I, you know, sometimes I look around at the church and I think we need a thrusting. You know, it's it's time for us actually to leave where we are and to move to where God wants us to be. Sometimes that can be pretty. Sometimes that can be not so pretty. Um, but I think that we perhaps we've been too caught up in our ways, be too complacent. I know God used that word complacent when I didn't even know what it meant. <laughs> when, I, when God challenged me about going forth, one of my uh, good friends at the time said to me, you're too complacent ways you need to get out. And But we need to start praying that we are thrust out. And uh, I've noticed that in my own life, that if I look at who I've led to the Lord lately, there's been hardly, you know, there's been no one. And and I started to think, God, this is not right. Uh, you know, we are called to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And God has taken me through a process of what it's been like to actually be in more in a non-Christian environment than in a Christian environment. 
and how I need to change my language to suit that environment as well. If Australians are at prayer, I wonder if one of the things that happens when you are at prayer is that your attitude changes to the sorts of things that you're interested in praying for. Uh, because, uh, you know, there's it's one thing to pray for the needs of people, uh, and it's another thing to pray for the laborers to go into the harvest. There, It's a different attitude that you have. I wonder whether this idea of having a heart that is broken for the lost may actually be coming upon people who are spending time in prayer. Because I think what happens is we suddenly get the heart of the Father and that Jesus is for the lost as much as he's for those that are already saved. And as we we get back to reading the word afresh as we start to pray and say, God, look, I know I've got these needs, but actually what's on your heart today, Father? Prepare me for what you have for me this day. You think about Jesus. He went aside all those times. He deliberately went aside to pray. I'm sure that God then told him who he's going to be ministering to that day or prepared him for what is coming up. And I think there's a preparation that comes in a time of prayer a time of reading the word that God gives you something and then some, you know, throughout the day, suddenly you get to use what God gave you to see significant change in someone's life. Tell me about what's happening with the National Day of Prayer because uh, you guys are in a discernment process now. Yeah. You're waiting to hear from God about the next step. Mm. Uh, we're all excited about the National Day of Prayer and Fasting and, of course, mm. what then is the lead-up to Easter. But there's there's more planned than what we've been thinking of. <laughs> You're right. And you, we've just done a survey process and we're, and we're uh, reading through and looking at the survey results. One of the things that's really encouraged me is the regionalness that's starting to take place. Like I know from a Queensland perspective, because that's part of my role is to look after Queensland, we now have 13 different prayer meetings spread throughout the state that are becoming very interdenominational uh, in their local area. People from all across many different churches are coming together to pray at that local level. And that was one of the strong things that came out is that people actually, yes, they love the idea of meeting in Canberra and having a great big event there, but what they would really love to see more of is local regional prayer meetings raised up all across our nation. And that really excited me to see that coming forth because it's because that's not just about a day, it's about a long-term thing. And this is from your reading of these surveys in Queensland. Are you aware that the similar sorts of things are happening yeah. in other states? Yeah, it's the survey was a national survey. I know, I know, hands on because I talk to those guys on the ground in Queensland to see what's happening. Uh, but I, we're seeing it across. Um, Queensland is leading the way because we always do up here. But <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I get in trouble. <laughs> but uh, but we are seeing other states. You know, you guys have been down in Melbourne this week. You have Pray Melbourne. What's been happening in Pray Melbourne at the moment is just fantastic. What's going on in Adelaide? The church is gathering together there as well. This pockets Newcastle is some amazing things. In Perth, uh, you know, the churches have been working very well together and the prayer leaders over there. So just to name a few. So we're seeing more of that happen and raise up at the really a grassroots level. Now, because your recent trip to the U.S. Uh, was a fruitful one for you and a great thing to be associated with, things that you were associated with, is there a comparison of anything that's going on uh, in the U.S. as to what's happening here? It's funny that Azusa is AZUSA. 
And uh, we look at the AZ, and, and there's been a number of prophetic things that say, actually, that's Australia and the USA. And we've just been through a season of actually praying for the U.S. Talk about a country that needs prayer, but talk about our nation that needs prayer as well. I I think Australians are much more real on the ground. We are, you know, that fair dinkiness. And I'm thinking that uh, there is a heart cry now to see actually stadium events happen here in Australia. And, you know, we, we maybe thought over the years that this may not be possible to do, but there's been a number of people who have been praying for that for a number of years. And it'll be interesting to see now whether over the next few years we actually start to see major stadium events focused around prayer, focused around evangelism. You know, we've got Will Graham in Australia this week. The last great move of God was Billy Graham, you know, in the 50s. And you look at the the leaders that came out of that, the people who got saved but then went into major leadership positions. But those guys are all retiring now and stepping out of the scene or they're going home to God. Um, We need another wave of fresh leaders raised up in our nation. Wes, what is the value of getting in touch with the National Day of Prayer? There is a website, nationaldayofprayer.com.au. If you go to that website, if you subscribe, or how do you do that? You become a member, you just register with it? You you register, you get on our our mailing list, we're sending out regular emails, so we're inviting you to – so part of it is inviting you to events. I think there's a part of it that we're starting to connect together. And that's what I'm loving at the moment, seeing the community. I know in our Brisbane Praise Meeting, which is the one that I'm you know, much more involved with, we're starting to see a strong community form of people gathering together. They're building friendships together. They're praying together even outside of that. Um, they're being mobilized together because each one of them has networks that they then mobilize others on. Um it's just encouraging to see that grassroots thing happening. Well, there's things that are happening on a national scale as we're hearing about the National Day of Prayer and Fasting, the nationaldayofprayer.com.au website. We've been talking about the Australian Prayer Network. There are prayer meetings that are happening in local communities all around the country. If you're a part of a local church, there's probably a prayer meeting that happens in your local church this may be a tap on the shoulder that says there are big things happening. It's time to get before God. Uh, will it be an exciting time in the prayer meeting? Some prayer meetings are exciting. Some are not so exciting. But each time you gather together with others and you close your eyes or raise your hands or however you do that prayer, you are coming into the courts of the Lord. And the God of all creation is there in your midst, and he is listening. I'll give that website as nationaldayofprayer.com.au. Wes Leek from Business Blessings and the National Day of Prayer and Fasting. Wes, thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. It's always great, Neil. Bless you abundantly. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.